Hello, and welcome to Culture Dumps. This is Ryan Lichten. I'm going to handle this dump all on my own. No Parks Miller today or anyone else. Um, today's dump is interesting because when I brought it up to people, they would be like, oh, man, like that's a low blow or like poor guy or whatever. Uh, we're talking about William Hung, who found fame after a an ill-fated American Idol audition that sounded like this. Let me tell you what I'm going to sing. I'm okay. singing Ricky Martin, She Bangs. She Bangs. So, yes. It's a good song, so but um, so it's either I really do well by lighting up the stage. Right. Or I don't. The producers, cast, and crew would like to express their gratitude to engineering student William Hung for showing up and shaking his bonbon. Okay. William. Yes. Talk to me. Tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You lit it fierce and I'm taking away like a bomb. Yeah, baby. She bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby. When she moves, she moves. I go crazy because she looks like a flop, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history. She bangs, she bangs. Thank I'm you. wasted by the way Thank she you. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of there's tons of misconceptions about the guy. Let's just say. OK, uh, but I'm we don't aim to tear anyone down, per se, on this show, um, especially if they've done nothing wrong, which William Hung hasn't. And actually, William Hung is a culture dump to us uh, because in many ways he was the last victim of this like mainstream bullying while the internet continues to butcher strangers for the smallest perceived offenses in this day and age, it would be completely unacceptable to make someone a global laughing stock via one of the biggest shows on the air. William hung was the unfortunate butt of a joke. He never intended to be a part of, but he triumphed over the laughs and immortalized himself as the best worst contestant in televised competition history. And he went on, to live a very colorful life filled with amazing memories, successes, downturns, you know, like a phoenix from the ashes. It's so epic and you just really wouldn't. You know what, though? I'll just stop myself. Why don't we let William Hung tell his own story? William Hung, everybody. Welcome to Culture Dumps. William Hung, the man himself. I know you're up to so much you know, there, there's so much you do now as opposed to what people know you for. And I want to talk about all of that stuff. But first and foremost, how are you doing today? It's all right. Uh, dealing with the uh, roller coasters in life, ups and downs. But I think it's pretty normal at this point. <laughs> right. Right. Well, speaking of life's roller coasters, I want to start from the beginning. So you were born in British Hong Kong. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. And when did you move to America? Uh, 1993. Okay, and and where did you and your family end up at? Los Angeles. All right. <laughs> now, I mean, you were so young when that when when you moved here. Did being in Los Angeles have anything to do with you wanting to sing at all, or was that kind of just like a hobby that you had on the side? Because I know that you studied so many different things in school. Right. Uh, for me, singing was just a hobby. I didn't uh, expect to have a singing career. Right. <laughs> so, like, I mean, before you got to American Idol, which, of course, is how most people, you know, w w would know you from. Did you perform at all before that? 
Yeah, I perform in karaoke for fun uh, on the side, uh, but it's just like family and friends, so no big deal. Right. What was like one of your favorite karaoke songs to go to? Like, what's like a go to? Back then, I did like She Bangs, but She Bangs wasn't a song that I sang a lot back then. I picked many different songs. I forgot. I, I like uh, Elton John, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? I like YMCA. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the crowd, all the crowd burners. Yeah. Man, all, the, all the stuff that gets people ex- excited. So you're, you're attending, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're attending UC Berkeley when you decided to audition for American Idol. What, what were you studying at that time? Civil engineering. Okay. See, yeah, that you're a smart guy. And I feel like people think because you auditioned at American Idol and, you know, you, you were kind of, you know, especially from Simon Cowell, you were kind of treated a, a certain way. People think, oh, he must have not known what he was getting himself into. But I always say, no, William Hung is like, he's a smart guy. He's, you know, been to all these different universities, studied so many different things. Uh, what made you want to go on American Idol and audition? I wasn't doing so well with school. And then one day I saw this poster for a school talent show. Uh, and I just thought, you know what? Why not? Let's give it. And to my surprise, I won. I actually won the talent <laughs> show. Was it like a cash prize or, or like what did you just win the respect of your peers? I won a DVD player. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that That's awesome. And what, what year is this around? Uh, it was around uh, 2003. Okay. And is that the same year you did uh, American Idol? Yeah, kind of. Because I auditioned in September in 2003 and then they broadcast the audition around january 2004. what what is it like walking into american idol audition like how many people were there were you getting nervous before you went into the room what's what's that like well i wasn't too nervous because i didn't go in with a lot of expectations i didn't have any expectations i was thinking that most likely i'll just uh get, get get to the audition sing maybe 15 seconds and then the stack would tell me to go home yeah i mean it's you know i watched your ted talk and you you describe the reactions of the judges and how each judge kind of had a different reaction of course simon being like the guy that he is the character he is right were were you discouraged at all when he's like you can't sing or or anything like that i mean how do you take that no, not really. That's probably why I was able to stay positive throughout the the audition because I knew that Simon was going to be the mean guy. Right. And I you know, before you went on, I feel like there wasn't really anyone that got famous from American Idol that didn't like make it to the top. You know, you were kind of, in my opinion, you know, kind of like the first like viral, almost like a bullying like target, you know, that, that came from that. But of course it, it ended up turning around for you. So once the audition actually airs months later and the reactions start coming out, like what were some of the things people were saying? Well, some people like it. Some people don't like it. Some people, uh, they, they are big fans. They said that, you know, thank, thank you for, for you know, uh, inspiring me to chase my dreams. Uh, and then the other side of it was like, you shouldn't be in showbiz. You don't have singing talent. You portray Asian stereotypes. Go back to school. What, like, okay, you're an Asian man. Like, what 
what could they possibly mean by that? I mean, to me, that seems like the worst thing that was said, you know, I, like, yes, that's, it is. That, that's just such like a negative comment. I mean, what, what were, what were your thoughts on that? Or did your family have anything to say about that? Like that, that particular comment, cause that one really stands out to me. Right. So, so uh, the way I saw it was that, you know what, I didn't do anything wrong. Yes. You know, I understand where they might be coming from. Uh, like, 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 because uh, many talented Asian singers and actors back then didn't get have the same opportunity as now. You know, it's not the same. Uh, right. So, so, so it's it's almost like the what they feel like what I did on American Idol. It makes things worse for them. It's harder for them to get casted in a positive light, the right way. Uh, so, because I guess you know, like the way I was portrayed by the producers and, and, and whatnot. It's just, it, I was portrayed as a joke, comedian, right? right. So, so yeah, uh, but, but, the, but the way I saw it, the, the other side was that, like, I told myself, you know what? I, I just tried something new and I have the right to try something new. Uh, there's no, no reason uh, for people to be ridiculed or judged because of that. Exactly. And you know, I, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to actually have you on the show instead of me just telling your story, because I feel like you're just you're very inspirational, William. Like, I got I got to hand it to you. You've you really rolled with the punches. Now, it became huge. I mean, it went viral before, you know, things went viral online. I mean, like, not, not even on the Internet, you were all over television. You know, it was it was a huge, huge thing. When did like the record deal come in or, or when did you start getting asked to be on other television shows? Uh, not too long after, a, a few days later, I got invited to the Ryan Seacrest show back then. Uh, I was on Entertainment Tonight, and then, like, I would say within a month, I did get the record contract. And at, at that time, $25,000 was life-changing money. Yeah, oh, so that's what the contract was for. And was that just for yeah. one album or, or for multiple albums? Multiple albums, but, but, the, it was for, but the, for, the, for the money I got, it was for the first album. Which was, was that one called Inspiration? Inspiration. Right. Now, on that one, you did, like, Rocket Man, I believe. And, yes. Uh, yeah, and, and She Bangs. Now, why did you choose She Bangs for American Idol? Uh, well, yeah, well, I, I listened to many songs on the radio, uh, but, but that one stood out to me. I just thought it was unique. It was Latin. I, I, liked, I, I, I couldn't uh, stop listening to it, so I wanted to sing it, too. Amazing. Now... So you record the album when you started doing because I saw you did like a late night show with a full band and backup singers and, and all that. Was that before your album came out or was that after? After. After. So, I mean, they pretty much sent you on like a press tour like any musician or singer or entertainer would go on. And I mean, you were just in college. Like, were you starting to think, hey, maybe this isn't a joke or was or did you know that, hey, people are saying this stuff about me, but I'm getting offered to do this, so I'm not going to pass it up. I mean, what's the what's the inspiration behind, you know, going full in on all this? Well, I, 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 I always like to keep it honest and real. Uh, money was definitely part of the, the, the equation, but sure. <laughs> it wasn't just about the money. It's about, you know, of of me having a platform to share my version of the story. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, you were on Howard Stern, and, I mean, you, you, did, you did so many so many things. You were everywhere. <laughs> and I, I remember my, my dad brought home your album, and he was like, oh, this guy. And I remember thinking, like, because I was so young, and I was looking at the track listing. I was like, oh, he, like, 
he knows more songs. You know, I, th I think that blew people's minds when when an album came out. It all of a sudden became okay. Wait, where is the joke here? Like the like the joke part is, is like is kind of over now because William Hung's coming out with albums. He's on television. Like he like you kind of took it back. Like you said, like you took the narrative back, and now you're yeah. doing it kind of on, on your own terms. When did the second album come out? The second album, uh, it came out maybe six months to a year. I forgot. I forgot the time frame. Right. So and it was I'm a looking, while later. Yeah, I'm looking here that the the first one sold what like around two hundred thousand copies, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one was the best one. Right. Well, and I mean, you had "Hung for the Holidays," which I know, like, first of all, that title is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, during all this, are you thinking like, you know, you're on these late night shows, you're releasing albums, the numbers are rolling in from from the sales. Are you thinking this is going to be it for me? Like, this is what I'm going to do forever. Or did you have a plan B? I wasn't thinking about other things at, at that point. Uh, I was just thinking like how, you know, ride the, the entertainment uh, business as as long as I can. Uh, and and uh, it, uh, I would say I was doing it full time for about four years, which is really good already. Uh, and and then things slowed down, and then that's where I decided, you know what, maybe I have to finish school, get a day job, settle down, get a family, things like that. So once it starts settling down, I mean, because you had like you did performances all over the place. I mean, what what was one of the like furthest places from home that you performed? Iceland. Oh my god! <laughs> and I mean, were these shows like packed, or like did you start seeing the audience thin out as the years went on, or every show you did was it like, oh, this is the same amount of people? Uh, um, it, it's it just depends. It's, there's no there's no set number. Right. So when you go back to school, where did you end up going back to school at? Um, I went back to uh, one of my Cal State uh, uh, universities, Cal State Northridge, and then eventually I finished my bachelor's degree in math. And then later on, I also worked on my master's and got my master's in business. So when you went to Cal State Northridge, were you there in, let's say, fall of 2007? Would you have been there? I forgot the exact time, but it's around that. Because I went to, to Cal State Northridge, and in fall of 2007, my first semester, I could have sworn I saw you. I, I saw you. You had a, you had a yeah, rolling backpack, yeah, 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 yeah. and I see you walking across the campus. And, I mean, no, one, it's not like anyone was, like, swarming or anything like that. But you're walking across. Right. And I remember thinking, that's fucking William Hung. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I didn't have any friends there, so I, I couldn't tell anyone or anything. And I was too nervous to go. I wasn't doing this kind of thing then. But, oh, my God, now it's confirmed. I did see you. I haven't been crazy all these years. <laughs> that's that's funny so like what where did your career path go after school like what what did you because i remember in one of your ted talks you mentioned uh you were going to be a teacher is that correct yes yeah and that was that was uh for math right yeah i i did try it for about a year student teaching i did like six months for middle school six months for high school and i just decided that it wasn't what i really wanted uh for, for my career what what were like the students, you know, especially high school students, I feel like w w would know who you were at that point. I mean, yeah. was it hard to get control of the class with everyone thinking of you as the she bangs guy? Yeah, it was much harder because because they, they don't they really don't didn't see me as a teacher. I mean, they, they were not mean to me uh, on purpose, but they just didn't see me as their teacher. They saw me as their entertainer, comedian. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's got to be tough. But at least, hey, they weren't mean because, I mean, high school kids can be very mean. And I also right. feel like like you had dealt with like such a high visibility of people, you know, with people being mean to you. So many people seeing you on TV and, and you know, making jokes and all that stuff. I mean, all the nasty stuff we just talked about. So to walk into a classroom of high school kids, which could be the meanest and have them not be mean is got to they got to be pretty, uh, pretty good feeling. So. What do you go? Where do you go from there? If teaching's not going to work out, what what was the next step? Well, um, I worked for the sheriff's department uh, for about two years in LA, and then I eventually got promoted to work for public health, and then I stayed there for about six years before I decided to quit and start something else. What were you doing with the sheriff's department? I was a statistical analyst. So, like, give me an example of like what what. What one? Uh, it's not as fancy as you think. Uh, I initially, when I when I uh, took that job, I thought it was really like you know criminal minds on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm the one solving the crimes behind the scenes, all that all that good stuff. It wasn't that. It was uh, mostly the numbers you see on the news, uh, year, the yearly reports, how many you know cr uh, burglaries, how many homicides, things like that. But there's still, you know, a lot behind the re the reporting and and uh, managing data. So it, it it was an interesting job, but it's different. It wasn't what I expected. Is that kind of depressing? Like, you know, because especially if you're there for a certain amount of time, you see like numbers go up or down. Was that ever like, oh man, this many murders happened? Like, how does that? Affect yeah, it, it it was. That was part of the problem that I had. It has nothing to do with the, the money or the pay. Uh, because because part of why the big a big chunk of my time I had to spend reading the police reports to process oh this these are the the crimes and I, I had to report in a certain way but when I read those police reports it's almost like I, I had to like, like numb myself to to all those gory details you know I, I don't it's not it's not something I want to have the back of my mind like how someone got murdered on the scene you know <laughs> right yeah that's crazy I mean it's just so crazy this this path you know that that you've gone on so then you go to public health what, and what were you doing there same kind of thing like statistics no or? no very different way 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 less uh, you know uh, I don't know how to put it it's definitely a happier job <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like, I don't have to read those kind of reports every day uh, so so I, I was uh, uh, working on a database you know try to help the the reporting process for everything just just business in general like how to improve the the financial reporting how to in, uh, improve the contract monitoring so that's what that's why i was uh working on you know it's it's crazy to me that like again you go to sheriff's department you're doing that then you're doing you know this public health stuff but just a couple years before i mean i forgot to mention you were in all kinds of commercials too you know and then yes. uh, like what were some of the things you were in commercials for uh, the biggest ones I did were uh, AT&T, Jack in the Box, uh, I, and I think uh, AskJeeves.com back then. It was, oh, uh, <laughs> it was, that was huge back then. Man, yeah. That, wow, yeah, that, that's a throw. That's a very uh, perfect, like, clear window into that period of time. Like, William Hung doing an Ask Jeeves commercial. Like, that is early 2000s, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you also did a movie, too, uh, in China. Where, where is Mama's Boy is the translation? Yes. It, Yes. What was what was that movie about? Uh, it was about uh, like like you know just me uh, and and the and the and the, uh, uh, the actress who played the mom you know just going on a journey you know uh, and I was selling like 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 Chinese pancakes. <laughs> they were trying to play <laughs> off the the the, the because in Chinese it's called siu bang. It's, uh, it's Chinese pancakes. 
Uh, so, so yeah, they will try to leverage that and see, you know, in the, if if we, uh, they can make that comedy into something, you know, really good. I mean, it was a it was a fun movie. It was a good experience. It was difficult. It was hard. I'm not gonna say it's easy. <laughs> it was like, like I I remember there was a couple of scenes where I had to like repeat doing it like eight or ten times, like under like 36 degrees Celsius sun. Like like you could, that's like over 110 degrees here. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. They, so, yeah. Well, what what's harder, being a movie star or being a uh, statistical analyst for the LA Sheriff's <laughs> Department? Uh, <laughs> I, I I I think uh, the doing the movie star is a lot harder. Yeah, it's just it's just that you know you you have to um, be able to handle the long hours. You just have to stay there, be ready anytime for anything. So yeah, right. So. When did you start motivational speaking? Because is that something that you still do, by the way? Yes, I do. Uh, it's just that I, it might not be all the time, but in a way, I am doing it all the time. It's just that it's just the way I do it is, has evolved. Yeah. Right. When did when was your first one? Like, when did you first do a TED Talk? Um, I would say the first one's around 2017, 2018. Uh, I, I, it was for TEDx Watts in L.A., and then I did another TED talk, TEDx talk in uh, 2019. I remember San Diego, TEDx uh, Chula Vista. Yeah, I think that's that's the one I saw. I mean, like, how did you get the idea to do that? Or were you approached by someone, like, randomly to do that? Or, I mean, was it No, no, I, I, um, so here's what happened. Like, like I remember that, in, you know, in the sheriff's department, I, my job, I felt like, you know, it, it, it was kind of depressing to go to those kind of police reports, you know, just to extract the data. Right. <laughs> so yeah exactly so after work I, I after work i would i would go to something called toastmasters so it's it's just imagine like you, you're going to speaking karaoke you know every time you show up to those meetings you get to like you know talk at least one or two minutes about yourself in on table topics you know you can talk about whatever you want right so yeah uh, and and then and then as, as i spend more time on it i was like oh that's pretty cool uh so yeah i get to i eventually i did prepare speeches Talk about my experience, like like I'm doing right now with you, with everybody. Uh, it it was so yeah, it was a fun time, and and then and then I thought I just thought you know like wait, how, is there something more I could do with that? And then one of my friends uh, reached out to me. She said that uh, you know she really liked my inspiration album, not because of my singing, but because of my motivational messages in between yeah, the sure. songs. So that gave me an idea. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I could, you know, pivot into motivational speaking. I could do some singing in the middle. So that's how I got the idea. Yeah, roll it all up into one nice package. Yes. Yeah, it, I, and I love it. I mean, I, I think that, again, just the way that you've owned your brand and, like, you're just so you, you know, it's it's amazing. It really is It really is inspirational. I mean, it's perfect name for your album. Um, I know now, because I follow you on Instagram, you're a big poker guy now. Yes. It, is that like is that a job for you or is that more like hobby i would have to say a job at this point uh it's more like a, a side hustle i i just feel like in you know, a entertainment uh it's even though it's been good uh i just i just don't feel comfortable relying on one source of income nowadays so poker i you know hopefully it's another source of income uh, just to put it out there last year i done i done really well but this year not so not so good well, that's gambling, right? There's the ups and the downs. Right, right. But, but you know, I trust the long term. I've been playing it for four or five years. Another thing I haven't really mentioned is that the the way the you know I I mentioned how I worked for the government jobs for about eight years in total. But the re the way the way I was able to quit my job was because of poker. 
it was it was because I was making way more than my 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 day jobs. Yeah, I like so do you just start playing at like tables and then eventually enter competitions or did you start with competitions? I start with competitions online, like the small ten dollar tournaments, and somehow I would get lucky and win like five grand. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's how it all it all started. Uh, I don't play all the time back then. I was busy with entertainment. It was just something else I want to do on the side. Uh, right. But then I will say that like like you know f last four or five years was when I took the game more seriously. I studied online. I I run simulations. I took it very seriously. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, that's crazy. If you're comfortable with, with telling me, what's like the biggest you've ever walked away from from, from a, a game? Um, the biggest win was about twenty six grand uh, for a two hundred dollar tournament at the Rio. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, see, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible gambler, and by that I mean I like to gamble a lot, and I'm bad at it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like both things that you shouldn't shouldn't be. Well, what like? What was it about poker specifically? Like, because I know people like are pro blackjack players, uh, but like, what? Why poker? Um, I think poker is is a game of skill where you're not gonna get banned by the casino right. <laughs> for winning. <laughs> uh, because because I actually just to fast forward a bit, I I uh, I'm, I live in Las Vegas and moved to Vegas earlier this year in January. Uh, and the and it's uh, as crazy as it sounds. I was thinking that I could make a lot of money from blackjack, from card counting. Unfortunately, oh. <laughs> that didn't last very long at all. <laughs> so yeah, Why? Did, poker did you is get the busted? only game I can play for a long time. Huh? Did, did did you get like busted counting cards, like pulled into a back room by some like? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't like crazy like that. But I did get like you know the tap on the shoulder. No, all the all the all the supervisor walking up to me. It's like. Uh, Mr. Hung, you're too good for us. Or oh, Mr. Hung, you can't say blackjack ain't here anymore. You can play any other game, so no blackjack. I would watch that movie. Like, I like that's the movie I want to see. I want to see William Hung as the professional card counter. You know, taking <laughs> breaking a casino. You know, like uh, you know, and you moonlight as the entertainment in the lounge. Like, <laughs> that's the movie right there. Yeah. So, okay, I gotta ask: Did you ever meet Ricky Martin? Uh, yes. What was that like? <laughs> Ooh, that was so surreal. Uh, so it happened in 2018. Uh, so I got invited by Ricky Martin to perform with him on the same stage at the Monte Carlo. Uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it, it was like a dream come true. It was something that I always wanted to do. And it finally happened. He's such a nice, genuine guy. Yeah, that's that's so crazy. And I know that, uh, you know, there was like an American Idol kind of like reunion deal. Yeah, that happened. I, I have my my research here, um, but also I think it was what was it? It was a year after your audition. American Idol came out with uncut, uncensored, and untalented, and, <laughs> and, and and you went back. I mean, yeah. When something's called that, I mean, going into it, you know, okay, well, this is like obviously like the angle that they're going with, but you did it anyways. I mean, how do you reconcile that in your head? To, for me, I, I, I just see that as another opportunity to put myself out there, you know, uh, and, and that, and that you know, like, like I think that's a good position to be in. Uh, to me, the, the way I, I just got to put it out there, I feel like it's a business decision, you know, uh, sure. because, because, because American Idol has so much value. Every time I show up, it, I get more gigs, I get more opportunities right after. 
<laughs> it's like right. my instant. I, I grow my I grow my social media following. It's just like all the good things could uh, it will come from it. So yeah. Right. It's like they get to, you know, put it on paper that they're poking fun at you. But really, at the end of the day, it's nothing but good things for you. Right. right. It's, 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 it's just like the way I, it's like we, it's like there's like uh, good exposure, uh, even right. though it might, it might not look like it. It's good exposure. So 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 like, like it's very hard to find the, the, the balance because there are sometimes like, like, you know, there are things I, that I don't want to, you know, for example, um, uh, there was a deal where I had to make like say profanities. I had to take off my clothes, do something I'm not comfortable with. Uh, you know, that's not I, that's not the exposure I want. Uh, so yeah, right, right. Now, I mean, what, what were like the fans like? I mean, were you getting, uh, you know, not to be crass here, but like, were you getting chicks <laughs> from from all this from, from being the she bangs? <laughs> well, guy? I think you get crazy fans uh, over the years. Yeah, like 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 there were like random ladies holding up signs like will you marry me and they were like they could be my mom you know <laughs> i don't know who they are <laughs> that, hey i mean you know what, what you know to, to each his own on uh, uh, that so i mean w- w- what else you got going on now i mean I, I i see you're on cameo uh are you popular on cameo because we almost did that and i was like i no, i gotta sit i need more than that i need to sit down with the guy uh like how, how are you doing on cameo are, are you popular yeah, I've done pretty well the last two years. So that one is relatively new. Uh, then that's what I mean. I, I have to just evolve over time in, in terms of how I want to do my entertainment and motivation. Because I think Cameo is a really good fit. It's a, it's a combination of those two together. Like many of the requests, they want me to sing She Bangs, obviously. But they also sure. ask me to, you know, say, say give them pet talks, you know, keep ins- motivating them to chase their dreams, you know, when, when they're feeling down on their lives. So yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to do it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Now, let's say that you never done American Idol, and and it was happening now, and you were going to go and audition. What song would you do now at this age? I would say that I, if there's no such thing as as now because you know everything, uh, every the life situation is so different. Like like after my first audition back in 2004, I would not audition again. I just don't see a okay. reason to. Yeah. Right, but okay, yeah. What what kind of music are you into now? Like like any new artists? Are you still rocking? The, um, I'm the... I'm doing some pop songs. Uh, like 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 I just you know I I think it depends on the it depends on the request from the fans. Uh, the last couple of years, because I think I think that's a good way to approach it. Like 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 there like for example, uh, I do get a lot of requests for like you know wedding anniversaries. Uh, so, like like celebrate their anniversary, say some good words, right? So so, and then maybe maybe sing a song related to that. So you know, so maybe, maybe you know it's, it would be good for me to learn some songs related to that to that to that theme. So for example, can you feel the love tonight? Or or uh, through the years by Kenny Rogers. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I love that. I love that song. Um. Now let me ask you. I mean, you you seem like a pro at this. What would you tell someone that's kind of at a crossroads in their life? They're not really sure where they're going. You know, like m- maybe they want to leave one job that's not really working out for them, but it's a risk. Right. You know, like what what would you what advice would you give to someone about give like, about taking risks in life? Oh, I love I love this question because that's that's actually my main topic that I want to um, you know be known for or talk about. So I would say that, like, like the question I always ask myself is, what's the worst thing that can happen to you if you were to take this risk and it doesn't work out? And then can you live with the consequences? Because you know, not every risk I take I took was worked out for me. 
yes, I was lucky at the right place at the right time on American Idol. But when I gambled in the stock market, I married the wrong people, you know, twice <laughs> already, you know, married and divorced twice. No, those are not those are not the risks I should be taking. You know, like, so so you know, like ask yourself, like, okay, for example, let's say I start a new business or, or this gambling venture, or whatever, right? I put up five five thousand, ten thousand, maybe even thirty grand. Are you okay losing that? Can you live with that? How how would that impact your life and your loved ones? Right. That's a good, yeah. Assess it. You know, you know, nothing needs to happen right away is kind of m m the way I look at it. You know, it's like you can take right. time, you know, I mean, don't let things yes. pass you by, but take your time. And I feel like that's why poker is, is a, is a great gambling game. Cause it's, it takes a moment, you know, you, like, and you can plan, you know, as opposed to blackjack, yeah, it's, which is just it, like right there. Right. Right. Like, 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 like that's it's put out there. Blackjack. I was hoping for quick money. Uh, like basically, when I'm, the 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 division I had was, well, of course, it was too ideal. But my the idea I had was, hey, maybe I can make two hundred grand, make a million dollars, you know, even <laughs> right. Like if I if I get to that point, and then in two years, and then just just quit, retire, have freedom for the rest of my life. That right. was that was what was it was thinking. I know it was too ideal. It wasn't realistic. Uh, but yeah, but that's but that's uh, but maybe, maybe you know after going through the ups and downs, yes, I did make you know sixty grand just to put it out there, but it wasn't life changing. But I'm I'm done, right? I, like game over for most of the casinos now. So right. yeah, so and then and then I try other things that didn't work out. Where, like I said, gamble in the stock market, try to you know mess around with baccarat, right? You know, <laughs> so yeah, like 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 okay, that's done. So now I need to think about oh, you know what. Maybe slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, wins wins the pot. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, if say, what's the best uh, in your opinion? Best casino in Vegas. I like the win. Uh, in terms of experience, in terms of people, I really like the win. Yeah, yeah. I, I always go to Fremont Street because I'm a, I'm a scumbag. So I like I like going downtown, <laughs> <laughs> where it's really dirty. Do you get uh, Do you get recognized a lot still? Like you know, when you're when you're yeah, it's just it's just so random. And sometimes sometimes I just don't want to be with it because not you know I'm in the middle of something playing the tournament. Yeah, even on my break, it's like you know I want to just relax, don't think about anything. Yeah. Like in Vegas, you know, everyone's drinking and there's such a party atmosphere. I feel like if one person were to recognize you, has there has there ever been the moment where, oh, it's William Hung, and then all of a sudden everyone starts crowding around and it gets it gets out of hand? Yeah, uh, not all the time, but it does happen. So, yeah, the, the, like, like I try to not do pictures and autographs in those kind of situations. I want to be nice to my fans, but I don't want to get overwhelmed either. Right. Well, I mean, this has been awesome, man. Uh Please let us know where can we find uh, all, all your stuff. Like, what are you on Instagram? Where's your cameo? Let let us know all that stuff. Right yeah, now. the best way you can stay in touch with me is through Instagram uh, at William Hung Official. Uh, you can find my information about my cameos and my you know latest projects there. Uh, you know, it, I, it, at this point, I'm still searching and exploring. Because, uh, but I do have a vision, uh, and so so one of the uh, another really helpful question is to ask yourself if money and resources is not an issue, what would you want to do instead? Uh, so I want to create a school or some kind of education platform online to teach people about taking risks the right way. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, amazing advice. And, you know, I, well, one more thing I want to ask you about, you know, as far as advice goes and kind of this, you know, all the great stuff that you say in your, in your speeches, 
if you're if you're sitting at the table and you're down, like you're way down. So say I put a thousand dollars on the table. Now yeah. I'm down to five. Is, is it time to walk away? I mean, how do you? How should I feel? You know, when when it seems like all the odds are against me. I, I've put in so much and I've gotten back so little. How do how does one, you know, internalize that? Okay, that? so for for poker, I used to have that problem, but that's not but that's not a good way to look at it. Because in poker, you want a good table. A good table means you have mostly bad players, uh, <laughs> you know, make uh, spewing chips, right? Going, uh, putting in fifteen hundred dollars with like six eight suited. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so so if so, you want to look for that, and then if it's a good table, you actually want enough money so that you don't even have that problem. Like like like, let's say a player that win at the two five. I usually bring in like at least six grand, okay. That's so that I don't have I don't have to worry about that. Uh, 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 like and then and then and then if the table is not good, it doesn't matter if you're up or down. You should just get out. And the way you can tell, it's like you know you could tell if there there's a lot of serious players. Uh, you know some too many people with headphones, backpacks, young guys. You know they're there to 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 take your money. They're not there to give away the money. Uh, right. So. <laughs> So you know, I think now uh, having that many years of experience, I can judge that a lot better. So it's not how much you up or down. It's more like like number one, if the table is good, and number two, can you still play your best game? There are times when I I had to leave because I just couldn't play my best game. You know, yes, I, that's for example. Maybe maybe I got unlucky. I lost fifteen hundred dollars. You know, and then my mentally, I, I it, it messed me up. And you know, and I already paid like four hours. It kind of sucks. I couldn't get my money back. And then, and then in my mind, it's like, okay, you know what? I can get up from this game because yes, this game is good. But if I'm not playing well, then I'm I'm going to donate more money. So there's always another day. There's always another day. Ah, oh, God, gotta love William Hung. What a positive dude. Uh, it's very honored to have him on. Uh, you know, an episode of Culture Dumps. We, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a last minute decision to, to have him on because, or to attempt to have him on. I'm so, so grateful that he agreed to, um, because, you know, sometimes it, it's, it's better to hear it from the person themselves, you know, of course. And also it's hard to convince people to be on a show called culture dumps, um, because, uh, the general, assumption is that we're here to just you know shit on you and that's not necessarily the case all the time certainly wasn't in the case of william hung god damn the she bangs guy but a man of many talents uh apparently as as we learned so folks i know we've been lacking on releasing new dumps but that's because we've been going full hog on podcast 99 we've been doing so many interviews we have so many lined up it's a whole thing uh woodstock 99 season is back apparently so uh but we're still going to continue to do our best and we have plenty of extra content on our patreon patreon.com slash culture dumps so be sure you check that out subscribe if you can it really helps us out follow us on instagram at culture dumps send us an email with suggestions thoughts or anything else you got at uh culture dumps at gmail.com so i guess that's all from me hey this is william hung and keep on dumping <laughs>